time now. We haven't had a podcast in quite a while because of, uh, well, there's been a couple different reasons. Um, we built a new studio, as you can hear, it's a little bit glassy, and um, we haven't quite finished it yet, and then, uh, you know, got busy in times with everything. Um, lots of big updates have happened throughout 2020. We just hit a real hard one, a real big one, uh, May 4th, that is confirmed uh, for Google, and we're definitely seeing clients with a lot of big changes. But... Um, the pandemic kind of changed things a little bit for us um, and altered the way that we work just a schmidgen tiny little bit. <laughs> but I uh, wanted to get a podcast back and going here on the 301 Redirect. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to do with the new studio was to focus more on localized businesses. Uh, if that's going to be here in the Metro Detroit area, and as we've done in the past over a decade ago with industry experts or just people I really like and think are pretty goddamn cool that are going to be um, throughout the world. We've done those interviews in the past. Um, so hopefully going to try to kind of verbally commit to doing more of these. But anyways, I have a quarantine friend, a local merchant provider uh, that's here in the greater Metro Detroit area outside of uh, downtown Birmingham here in Michigan, uh, Metro Detroit. Uh, jewelry company, Armand Direction. Thank Hello. you for coming down here today, sir. Thanks. Thanks for welcoming me. You ever want to get in front of that microphone a little bit? It's, uh, Is that better? That's way better. There you go. We had a little bit of the base of the voice. <laughs> but what's been interesting is the modifications that a lot of business owners and merchants have taken on during this uh, pandemic. Uh, here in Michigan, which has been interesting, um, Let's keep politics aside, because everybody's got a left or a right they like right. to, one side of the court they like to play in. Um, but ultimately, this comes down to um, you know what business owners have had to endure in regards to this. Um, we have a pretty large group of uh, friends. A lot of them are business owners in all different types of industries. And I think it's going to be important to talk about what they've been through, what they have done to adopt. Adopt. Nobody's adopting. Right no, now. no, They're definitely adapt. not. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of adapting that's going to happen um, to the situation that's happening um, throughout the world, but largely here, focal point in Michigan for uh, merchantability and business as a whole, and how they've utilized um, non-traditional, which are more traditional, and also your websites, digital marketing, um, e-commerce. How are they utilizing technology to drive the business, and how are they channeling that through? in different ways to have commerce in a lot of ways. That's gonna be very important. And a lot of people had to kind of like uh, shop from the hip. They had to cowboy this in a lot of ways. Um, so Arbor Direction, tell um, all of our listeners a little bit about who you guys are and what your specialty is and a little bit of the background and history and where you're going to here. Sure, so we started, <clears throat> excuse me, we started in 1964 in good old-fashioned downtown Detroit in the Metropolitan Building, which is now the Elements Hotel. Um, and through the years, uh, we've moved from there to Southfield, Southfield, and now we're in our location in Birmingham, which is right on Willits Street. So 56 years doing jewelry and watches and diamonds for the local community. We're really 99% of our customer base is local, so we have a, a good relationship and, and a good understanding of our local community. You're kind of like the, <clears throat> the old school family jeweler? Yeah, 
that kind that of would be it. Too, you know, we're, we're definitely second generation. Second generation. My dad started it when he came here. Yeah. So you are one that adopts social media and a lot of those technologies. Armin, for people that don't know, go to Direction.com. Go ahead and spell that for us. D A R A K J I A N. It's not as easy to say and it's harder to spell. Best way to say it. There's only one direction to Direction. <laughs> All right, follow that. There you, you go. Go. You, you'll say it right every time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, but one of the things is um, Armin, and from the circles that I run in, I know that he is quite the social butterfly, um, and social butterfly in a big way. I mean, if you're into sales and you're a business owner, you have to be out there promoting your brand in a lot of different ways. You can't be evasive. Sales is very, very unique. You have to be creative in doing so. And it's all about relationships, building right. relationships to have that commonality with uh, customers and not trying to push a hard sale, which sometimes you've been accused a little bit about that I in have. some of the chat groups. I have. <laughs> I have. That's okay. I can take it. Yeah, that's okay. Just need to remind everybody when it's President's Day. Never know if the wife wants a new uh, new pair of earrings for President's Day. <laughs> right. Uh, or especially Mother's Day, which is Sunday. <laughs> okay, let's make it more relevant. Yeah, Mother's Day on Sunday. Um, and Memorial Day, you have red, white, and blue red, jewels. White. Sure. Yeah, he's got all the colors. We got them all. We got them all. <laughs> but what's important is um, Armin has adopted in a number of different ways to, I guess, strengthen his connection with his base that he builds online. And that's been done through his website and through social media. Now, I don't believe you're doing any paid advertising right now. You haven't put any attributed any budget to actually doing any advertising online specifically. Yeah. So this is all organic Correct. that you are working on. And it's, um, I guess, tell us a little bit about what it is you're doing with your site, how that's integrated with email marketing and how you're utilizing and, and, and hitting your, your regular email list. Sure. You obviously have it connected with your CRM and you're integrating and you have it segmented. So you know who the women are, who the men are, what they're buying, right. purchasing habits. Um, notes from different sales agents on an ongoing basis, Correct. so you can kind of connect that around. So talk a little bit about so, that strategy. So we were b before this pandemic. <clears throat> let's just say before this pandemic, pandemic. Mm -hmm. Let's say we were just uh, set in our old ways, and, and we didn't really had the had the impetus to really push forward in social media or these new kind of uh, marketing ways. So now we're using a lot of social media, and we're Combining that with our with our uh, database to offer either unique fun ways to communicate and to build that relationship. So to give you an example, we started a new one uh, just this week called Deal or No Deal. Remember the old talk show, yeah. the old game show? Sunny. I, I I don't know what his name is. I don't remember. But Deal or No Deal. Remember? So it was it was you make a deal or no deal. So we we post and well, we. That's how I'm Mendel. Yeah, how we meant Sunny something else was let's make a deal. Yeah, that yeah, that's guy. not Sunny Elliot. Um, so what happens is we photo a, a an item, we give you the retail, and it's like just throw us a number. So call your own price. Will I tell you a deal or no deal? It's just simple. It's just something fun. We're doing a lot of IG lives, okay. Instagram lives. Yep. We just had one uh, last week, which was absolutely incredible. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that Instagram Live kicks you off at hour and a half. So that was new to me because it's new. We're just starting this, and we had two sessions back to back for the same thing. Now, what was that content about? That was a one of my friends out of New York who runs the Americas for Phillips Auction House. Okay. And it was 
all of our watch collectors or followers talking about collecting watches, what's happening in this pandemic, what has it done to prices, what has it done to collectability, what's the future look like. So it was also, you can fire off questions. So we had questions coming out of the wazoo. They would just keep coming. And so it was really interactive. We tapped into a, a resource, our friend Paul Boutros, who knows everything about all the auction houses because their auction house is hitting all the records. They sold the paddock for $15 million, stainless steel paddock for $15 million. What was the relevance for that one? Um, it, it was historical. Then they sold the... Um, was uh, it Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that would go for. Um, but they did sell like Jack Nichols's uh, Rolex. So they do all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're, we're trying to get creative in the ways we do this. So IGTV, you're going to see a lot of Zoom meetings. You'll see a lot of... Now, you've done some of the Zoom meetings as yes, well. Yes, we've done some of the Zooms. We noticed that Zoom is a little bit more difficult because you need you know, a, a meeting code and a password. And sometimes people want it, but they don't see it fast enough. Yeah. So we're realizing that Instagram Live is a little easier if you follow Auction Jewelers or Armand Auction. It's all integrated. It's all integrated. Get in, jump on their right. Right, and watch. you can just get on. You don't need a password or anything. So we, we noticed that there's a lot more reception to Instagram Live. Now, one of the interesting things that recently came about, we're a Google partner here at Trademark, and we had a partner meetup um, last month. We were planning on one this month because it was going to focus more around Google AdWords um, and basically SEO. So optimization from Google standpoint of view and then harnessing, of course, their AdWords program. We had a great turnout, obviously, with COVID and the pandemic. That shut everything down, and so they had a, uh, a live um, uh, interactive meetup cool. yesterday, which... Didn't do shit, much of shit. But us as partners, we had a special meeting last week. And in that, they announced to us as well that they just came out with Google Meet. Okay. And so have you utilized that at all? Because that's no. going to be really a competitor to Zoom. Okay. Google Meet is free. So if you have that's a Gmail a good thing. account, um, you're in there already. But the good news is, is up until August, you don't have to actually have an account to attend one of those meetings. And it's going to be, um, I believe it's 50 is the uh, maximum of attendees you can have at one time, or it's unlimited. I know there's some parameters to it. Yeah. We have uh, a better relationship with Zoom. We were already involved with that for our business before. So we have a pretty good process of, and our meetings aren't that large, but I could see where that would work really well in your situation as well, because you have a Google product. People are going to be more um, welcome with that type of a product. Um, be more familiar and probably they're going to have the technology and the people behind it to continuously um, know what works and what doesn't sure. work to allow all those people to connect and do something very quickly, especially like on a mobile device, maybe with a lower type of... So uh, is that already launched then? It's already launched. It came out last week. Okay, so that's something we'll have to look into. Yeah, last Wednesday. Because for the, for the Instagram Live, for instance, we had about <coughs> 200 people from all over the world. That's great. It's, it's always fun and to say. And that was watch. That was wristwatch specific. Specific wristwatch and auction. Okay. And so. about your business though too, I mean, I know you're a watchie. You've had a number of different brands that you've carried in the past and had. Um, and you're big into the gray market and the resale of those items as well. Sure. Talk a little bit about the watch background that you do have because I want people to understand this too because a lot of people are going to be listening to this podcast like myself. I love watches. I love a nice big heavy watch. I used to be big into doing that before. I right. got rid of a lot, and um, maybe eventually I'll get back into that too. It's obviously um, something that is a hobby for most, mm -hmm. mostly men in right. a large part, but you're also seeing the crossover with a lot of women wearing mid-size or men's watches as well. 
Definitely. That becomes more trendy. So talk a little bit about that and what your reach is into that market because you just spoke of a specific Zoom meeting with over 100 international attendees with some a big auction house in New York talking about specifics. So what made you decide to do that? What was the motive behind it? Because what I didn't hear is that you were pitching a brand. Nope. You were pitching a sale on an item. Nope. It's obviously not Father's Day. Did I say that? Father's Day? Father's Day. <laughs> like a brand. Father's Day. Are we in England? Are we in England, chap? <laughs> Listen, mate. Cereal here. Um, Get on with your shit. So, no, because I we believe that there's there's multifaceted information you got to give. You got to create a little bit of community. You got to you got to obviously sell also, but also you got to inform your clients, listeners, followers, whatever you want to call them in today's world and educate them so that you you also have, there's a two prong there. You also establish yourself as the expert, but you're also feeding them information that is unbiased that nobody else can gather for them. Sure. So um, the IG that we did, it was IG, Instagram Live. We had over 200 followers. We had people, it was great. We do, every time I do that, I like to ask in the middle kind of when I see that the attendance is high, I say, everybody, can you check in with what city, state, and country, if you're out of the country, where you're from, just type that in and, and send it in the message. We have people from Indonesia, Saudi Arabia, Australia, Hong Kong. This was all on that one little one that we did from downtown Birmingham. So that's pretty amazing. So we have a localized retailer that's been specific for multi-generations yep. over 60 some years, 65? 56 years. 56 years in Metro Detroit, but we have an international reach. So that goes and speaks a little bit more to is if you focus on local only, you have to look at how you're expanding the customer database, but then also once you achieve someone's email address or their contact information, you start to get more persona information from them. How do you aggregate that and reutilize that? So harnessing something like social media to create something that's topical, that's good. What you're doing essentially is focusing on the authority you are as a business in your specific niche or industry, and you're speaking to and gathering people together to provide good information. Correct. That makes you as an authority, that makes it educational, and it helps to invoke trust. There's not a hard sales pitch behind it. So I think that's one of the things we always consult and say with business owners is, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some planning. Obviously, you want to think about marketing behind it. This is tactical to your overall strategy to bring in sales. You want to push people to sure. the funnel. Those are going to happen because if you have that authority, you have that trust, you have that brand awareness, that's continuous. Okay. When people are thinking about something, when they get that stimulus check or whatever it is, their tax return, they may think about making that investment and they now have an established rapport already that's genuine to them psychologically, subliminally of who they potentially will call. There's already that establishment of trust. Um, rather than just going out there for just one particular price, which you know that I, we could get into multi-facets of this because you have the shopping aspect to a lot of things, people doing price comparison. But I think one of the things that I do want to point out is we often forget that I think like shopping for a mortgage or shopping for a new car, no one likes to go in and talk to a fucking dealership representative. Right. You always want to have a, a relationship. I'm kind of in that situation right now. I used to have a guy that was for over 18 years, and he, he left the industry, and now I don't have my guy to go to to just say, take care of my shit right. and, and, and flip these things for me um, because I don't feel like I can trust them. I feel like it's a hard decision. I'm not empowered with enough information. I'm not an expert in this field, and so it's that embarrassment. It's not having confidence that then puts up my front. But behind a mobile device, on a browser, behind your desktop, your, your MacBook, sitting there searching, you have more confidence. It's safer in sure. doing things those way. Um, and what I like about this as well is, even though it's an Instagram story, um, 
you could be using some other platforms, even Facebook Lives, mm -hmm. okay? And even like the Zooms, you have the ability to record those, a lot of these meetings. Right. Where then you can publish those on another popular um, search engine, which is called YouTube. Right. And then you can pull those back inside of your site. So when you create live content of something like that, if you go into it with a little bit of a script, and maybe it's just something specific, like I want to talk about watches. Right. I want to talk with one of my buddies at an auction house. We're going to talk about what the pandemic's doing to the watch market. And if it is a good time to buy or what brand you should be looking at because of the brand health mm -hmm. that this is affecting in different it's ways. It's a big role. But if we have a marketing list now, you have the ability to take that content and cut it up a couple different ways. I can put that back in my site. Right. I can put that on my channel, which people may find through different ways. I can optimize and tag it that way. And then I can send it out to my entire list and I can track and see who is opening up those emails, who is coming in, is, is being referred over to a social network platform, who then is coming back in and making touch points and contacts, which then passes it on to your salespeople, allows them to do their magical work and make their commissions. Right, so we, 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 we save that IG Live, mm -hmm. Instagram Live, so that's where it's gonna go up. It's gonna go up on all those different channels that you talked about on our website, on a Instagram live chat instagram tv i think it's called igtv yep, yep. it goes up on mm -hmm. so it stays for good so you can always lock in and, and and see what it was talked about whether it's six months from now or tomorrow yeah and what's nice about that if in a future episode we'll go into a little bit more pairing that following google trends following um popular keyword searches based on geography based on the plant the pandemic and stuff um, we just did a big blog outline in regards to that about thinking about seo during the COVID and how things have changed dramatically Obviously now with Google making a large update where algorithms have kind of shifted, we've seen a little bit of the sentiment starting to fall this, uh, at the end of the week here on May 8th. But um, it, it allows you to um, harness against all these different platforms. And actually I just got speaking into a fucking whirlwind. I don't even know where I was going with that, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, uh, no, but what I like about that is you can go ahead and save that content, but then you can get more specific. So based off sure. of keyword searches, what's popular, what's trending, if you have some of those things already taken, you did this one, and maybe there was a, rep a representative from um, uh, Booker. Okay. Okay, let's sure. say it's Carl Booker. But you could take that <coughs> chunk of that audio. And put it on his part of our website. On his part of your website. But then you could do an ad campaign about that and then do a quick email campaign to send people out sure. to talk about those specifics. So you're, you're building things for your work just in a lot of different mm -hmm. ways. All this content, if you think about it before you sit down and strategize a little bit more, you can really utilize this for a long time in a lot of different ways, which is going to be important. Um, what other things have you been doing now? Your business is shut down completely? Correct, since March 17th. March 17th. So we're going on almost two full months. Well, you'll be at two months. In Michigan here, we're not allowed to reopen as our wonderful governor told us. Um, we're not a central business, as yours is. Right. Um, until the 28th, which is a I mean, I mean, some people, May. some people might think jewelry is essential. I mean... <laughs> Like the recipient, especially on Mother's Day, might think it's essential. I could see where that would be helpful. Right? And plus, if you've been in quarantine at home, arrest you, you with might, your family. You might need a softener. Family. Yes, you may need a softener. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not talking about a fabric softener. No, no not at all. You, could have, you, you might need something to break the ice a little bit that would uh, help out with some of the tensions. Right. Possibly would be going on at home. Sure. Who knows? Um, maybe you haven't been home as much. <laughs> right. Maybe you need to go back to the other home. 
Maybe even quarantine in a couple different right. places. But I understand, as, as we said, we're, we're, we're gaining relationships and connections with our, our loyal client base and our new clients. So it's as easy as you, you can call me, I can give rep and ship it. So you never actually show up at that other house. You can just ship a gift and say, sorry, honey, I haven't been home now, in a while. Let's talk a little bit about shipping. Um, obviously, a lot of people are prime fanatics. Uh, a lot of you people do shopping, like I do, especially here for the office. Based off of Prime, quick delivery, if I need something, I know it's gonna show up very, very quickly. That's all kind of gone kaput. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of issues with shipping and everything else. Are you doing personalized delivery as well? Or what, what have you had to modify in regards to that and shipping stuff like uh, Well, our easiest is we just ship UPS. Okay. And, and so far, we haven't had a hookup yet. Everything's got there the next day. Now, are they doing seven day delivery? Seven day delivery, we yeah, do like, overnight. Oh, everything's overnight? Yeah. Okay. Overnight, so, so we can track it. So when you order today, obviously, yeah, and then it's done. Sure. Okay. What other aspects have you seen that's modified and changed um, <laughs> during this shutdown time? Because you can't essentially have people come into the office. No, no. Or into your store, your jewelry no. store. Um, so when people do call you or contact you and are looking for something, what is your approach then? How are you doing that to be accommodating a lot of this? So. A lot of it starts with the, they reach out to us and, and then we get back to them and find out what they're looking for. So whether it's a piece for, again, anniversary, birthday, whatever. And what, what's happening now, and this probably will develop as, as this continues, but what, what, what's happening now is either they see it on our website or I physically, me personally, go into the store and I take pictures and I text them to you. Oh, that's Yeah, cool. just like completely personal <clears throat> shopping. So one of the things you were telling me about too is the ability now utilizing an iPhone, but utilizing Zoom, probably gonna be soon utilizing Google Meet. Yep. Or Google Meetings. Um, but utilizing uh, Zoom, uh, utilizing FaceTime and like text pictures of actually going into your store, putting on the lights and then showing all these different things and actually having a virtual consultation. Meeting. Yeah, absolutely. And then showing them all these different things and allowing people to still feel safe, feel like they're adhering to all of the uh, lockdown restrictions and uh, what our government is telling us to do, right. but still allowing to have commerce in different ways. Sure. So I, I think what we're, you know, I'm looking to have takeaway from this is utilizing a lot of diff type of different digital tools during this time. How do you feel now when we essentially go back to normal, whatever the fuck that means, <sighs> that's gonna be happening at the end of the month here in Michigan specifically? As of now. Um, yeah, as of now, that could be pushed further, God forbid. Um, although it's the beginning snowing. of May and it's fucking snowing. It's outside. snowing. Yeah, it's snowing outside on May 8th and it's got to be 40 degrees, 30 some degrees. Like I'm glad I brought a big jacket. <sighs> um, where do we see what that's going on now here? How do you feel the outlook is? What are your customers telling you? What are they thinking about? Well, I think, I think we're in a, in a, a beneficial situation, us personally. We're not one of the stores that have a ton of people come in every minute. So we automatically have that uh, kind of social distancing already already put in place. We're not one of the big, big stores or like a restaurant that has hundreds of people or 50, 60 people in at one time. So we don't have rushes like that. But the future, I mean, we, we don't know what it's gonna be like, right? No. I mean, I'm sure this is on a lot crazy. of business owners' minds. I know it's been on mine a lot too. But since we've modified to having limited staff and taking care of clients, we've had a lot of clients that have, for us in marketing, um, a lot of hold off on projects. Mm -hmm. We've had small, ironically smaller projects that are jumping on. People are taking advantage of this. 
Um, we've had a lot of people pause in their budgets, obviously, for financial restrictions. Uh, God knows what's going to be going right. on. It's, it's crippling everybody, specifically. Sure. Um, but I look at the retail space. I look at, you know, we have an entire building. We've got 10,000 square feet here in downtown Royal Oak. Do we need this? Right. You know, what is the next steps? How is this going to change the way people are? I mean, where do you see that happening? Because you're already talking about the fact that not as many people, you have a storefront, people come in the shop, but you've already adapted to this. You were doing this before. And now it's just been, hey, I'll just pull some other tools out of my pocket and utilize these now right. because I'm forced to. And now our customers have to be forced to. And I was going to say, and also it's more like the customers have been forced, right? Yeah. So they, they, they are not, they're not shopping, they're not leaving, but how do I... And I think you were going to touch on it. Sorry, I'm just jumping in. Um, Apologies. Thank you. I, I, don't, I don't know that necessarily our clients are holding back because, not that we're immune to it, but our clients are celebrating either a birthday anniversary or, or something significant or getting married. So those three things are still not going to stop, right? You're always going to have a birthday. You're always going to... Now, your budget might change for that. Sure. But when you're doing something that's just for the heck of it, that might stop. That's what I want to ask too, is discretionary spending. Obviously, jewelry is not something that's a requirement for life. Correct. Um, but it's something that's associated with wealth, status, or it has meaning behind it. And celebrations, right? Celebrations. Right. Um, what are you seeing as far as client and their budgets changing there? And in addition to that question, what are your corporate brands? Okay, so the brands that you're representing and selling, what are they doing? How have they altered their marketing efforts and their support in retail. So it's it's been great. So you you mentioned earlier, and I don't want I don't want our listeners to to think that we're only watches. We do really we're forty percent watches, sixty percent jewelry. That sixty percent jewelry is split between bridal, so engagement rings, wedding bands, and regular jewelry. Yeah, and let's so just, we do let's all just clarify that. also as well. You guys aren't like a um, a franchise jeweler. No, you're you're the traditional old school family jeweler you have you were mentioning to me you know i think a couple weeks ago about the older um master jeweler is that a jewel uh -huh. smith what is yeah. that? what is that what goldsmith is that? A gold or, or jeweler yeah. yeah a goldsmith but this is an old school guy yeah right? he wants to still come in and do stuff and you know and, and work on things so you guys are actually building and creating things so it's not just about here's the um here's off of the rack look through the magazine you want oh you want a16 and you want that with a uh an emerald cut diamond that's uh, one and a half carats. Like you guys need exactly. to specialize in those things. Exactly. It's not we're, we're there to celebrate those moments, right? So whatever that moment is going to be. So I'll give you an example. Just just in during this pandemic, we had somebody with a uh, we had somebody with a birthday coming up for their son, and their son's birthday was the fifth of May, and he was born in 1970. Okay, got that so far? Five and seven, seventy. Well, we're looking through watches. She's got three or four watches that she's like. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's take the next step. Let's just see if any of these numbers make sense. Well, she couldn't pick between three. She loved them. But you know what closed the deal on the one? The serial number was 570. Oh, no shit. She's like, oh, this is great. But this is it, man. This is the one. Because she loved all three. So it didn't matter really which one. But that one had, you know, he's born in 1970 and the 5th of May. That's really cool. So it's, it's those like personal touches that we like to add to, to the shopping experience. Yeah, so that's not a pressure push. But again, you guys, and it could be something that it was, you know, a particular type of a diamond. I know that I've seen you. You're pretty aggressive. Um, not aggressive, but you're 
you're, you're pretty con continuous and mm -hmm. constant as far as doing Instagram and live Instagram. I know that I get, I'm on your text messages, so I get a lot of those notifications too for specifics. I know that you've logged and sent me stuff when it's around holidays and you get specific of a picture coming through of I just got this new name of brand or whatever it is. Right. It's, you know, some woman's type. Rebecca of, yeah, or Rebecca. You know, it's more of like a costume jewelry, but it's not, you know. Luxury fashion. Luxury fashion jewelry, but it's it's stuff to accessorize with outfits. So sure. it's not everything's going to be a high end uh, tech or correct. So so we've got things starting at like seventy five dollars. I think it is is the starting point. So that's for a Mont Blanc pen refill. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, those are only now. I can't believe it. Now they're like eleven dollars. Really? Yeah, they used to be like a dollar ninety nine. Really? But I guess that's life in today's world. Ink's getting cheap. Ink's getting expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's good. I, I think that was what I was looking to achieve in regards to this is that we have to adapt as business owners Absolutely. or if you're a marketer or you're, you're a CMO or you're working in the executive team, you have to look at different ways we can do that. One of the best ways of also doing that on a localized level, we always look at competitors, but I think you really need to look at competitors, not from a hatred point of view, but what are they doing? How are they doing it? How is that aligning with my strategy? What is the perception of the audience that's out there localized? And then on a national basis, look at the big guys. The ones with the big budgets. Why are they doing something specific? Um, and if you think you got an idea, look at what the big boys are doing and ask yourself, did they do this? Why didn't they do it? And chances are they probably spent a lot more money than your, than your budget has to figure out so what just does adapt. it work. Right, right. So you have to kind of adapt on it. You can be unique, you can be different, but harness these tools in different ways and don't push a really hard sale. And those things are going to come naturally. I mean, you don't have to be the first at everything, right? Like you're saying. No. Like, don't don't necessarily look at your competitors, like, with hatred. But, you know, you can elevate everybody, right? So if one of your competitors is doing this and you like that idea, and another competitor might be doing this and you like that idea, you can put them together as you wish. I don't mean com competi competitors together, but strategies together. And you, know, you can adopt that one and adopt that one and just raise the whole bar of everybody. Yeah, but ultimately you have to look and you have to adapt and grow. Because if not, you are no. going to go out of it. You didn't finish on the last question. We're going to wrap up. But what about moving out of brick and mortar? What has been your thoughts in regards to that and the cost against brick and mortar and how you might potentially move in different ways? You know, I had mentioned that really thinking like people co, you know, co-working, we were big into that before, but you know, it's gotten really heavy and hard and we've really understood and we were forced to learn a lot of the pressure points. And how do your staff adapt to it? How well can they adapt to it? What we had to put a policy in place. Right. What does work from home really mean? And what are the guidelines specifically that you're gonna follow and do? I think that's gonna be an interesting topic this next, when we come out of this, because for us, um, we have our showroom and I think there's a convenience there that, that customers want. They want to come in and see. I mean, this is working now because everybody's kind of forced to it for us. Sure. The Instagram, I mean, the pictures back and forth and things like that. Um, Instagram Live and all that are, are new marketing strategies that we're going to use, and that's going to be continuous. Uh, after this is all over and, and the restrictions are lifted, I think there's going to be a lot of companies that can see downsizability of their brick-and-mortar part. Um, for us, it's in conversation, but nothing yet. Nothing. Yeah, you know... I see that getting very interesting. And, and if I was more into the real estate ownership part of things, I would have to really look, if it was myself or my investor pool, what our liability is out there in regards to it. Because it's really going to be a buyer's market in a lot of ways. You may have people that are going to come out of this and that have been sitting there heavy on cash that want to come in ideas. Obviously, landlords want to see maybe a fresh idea. They don't want to try to save a business during the situation. Sure. 
it, and at the end of the day, it becomes business. It's all business. However, right? um, is brick and mortar potentially going to go away? I mean, I don't think it's going to go away, but I think it's going to downsize for sure. I think it is going to downsize because I, I, as you know, I walk a lot since this has all started. <laughs> I walked from Birmingham to you here in Royal Oak. You're doing on average how many miles a day right now? Uh, minimum ten for sure, but upwards of twenty-five miles a day. Jesus. Yeah. Since, since been the seventeenth. Since the seventeenth. Right at the seventeenth, did you have a little slow? Did you have to go through the depression phase? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't do that for sure. Uh, I started pretty much right after, right, right at the beginning, and it started with about uh, like eighteen thousand steps, which is like about seven, eight miles type of thing. And you got bored, and, and then I'm like, this is, I've seen the, I've seen these houses a hundred times already. <laughs> Time to expand my horizons. Yeah. Um, but in this walk through Birmingham, through Royal Oak, even as far as Ferndale as I've gone, Troy. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of things already up for lease that weren't up for lease like two months ago. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. And I, I, can't, I can't help but imagine that these companies that don't really need a brick and mortar, um, real estate company. Well, you know, you got 20 guys in the office or 20 guys and ladies in the office with desks closing their house sales or commercial sales. Well, now they've been working at home for the last two months. They haven't been able to work. Really? Okay. You weren't allowed to show houses. Okay, but even you're doing the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the stuff to prepare it, <laughs> whatever they do. But do you need that big office that shows your 25 people sitting there? These are the things that people are going to start to look at. And where I was going towards is if you look at spending in excess of $60,000, $100,000, let's just say, in that number in rent per year. You're on a term lease. If you were to take that, and let's say it was at the top end, you're at $100,000. If you were to save $20,000 off that and take $80,000 and put that towards a digital budget, and that you can now have, sorry, but a digital budget that you can now morph and change as the months, the weeks, the days change based off of your product and user intent, imagine how better return you can get out of something. Now, you have to have more people or more strategies in place. There's obviously more time. There's more different things to do. But that's something you could definitely explore more. Because if you're already committed to paying that type of a rent, but you were to take something that downsize and then put stuff towards the online, you might be able to get a better, a better return out of something like that. It's going to be new competitors. Sure. It's going to be a larger marketplace. You could pick up new ones, but you might, like you said, your Zoom video, you had over 200 people from IG. around the world. IG, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, the IG okay. video, but over 200 people from around the world. Yeah, and so those cool. people are going to be easy to do. Uh, they, can, they can be uh, merchants. They can be someone that's from Dubai that says, I do want to buy that item for you. Yeah, sure. Ship it over here, UPS International. You know, like, I mean, those things are logical and they will happen. Absolutely. There's a buy out there for everything. So, well, you know, like they say, give me one thing. Like they say, what is it? What's the saying? Um, out of out of necessity comes invention. Yeah. And that's kind of where we are, right? You're you're in this necessary time to create and do things differently. We're gonna see what happens in the next month or so of what new ideas and and when we get out of this, what we're all gonna see on our phones or emails or in mail or whatever. Yeah, I think everybody's looking for some unicorns to come out of this. Yeah. I know for me, I, I walked into this saying, okay, where's the opportunity here? I'm, I've always got the entrepreneurial mind spirit. I've always looking at, okay, where can I meet some needs of some different things? We had to put together very quickly for a large customer, a coronavirus. Um, they were able to reopen very quickly as an essential service but they had to follow some parameters to screen employees. 
and they had to have e-signature. So upon entering the building or the property, they had to identify themselves if they were an employee or they were a customer, um, who's doing the screening, what was the temperature check, ask them four questions. Wow. If they answered yes to any of those, are you, you have to show proof that you gave them information, you put them in quarantine and document it because now you have a liability issue that's all brand new. <sighs> that insurance, not sure what's gonna happen, are you infecting other people? I mean, so you got all these new gray areas. But we built a plugin that was very, very quick to put that together for them. And then immediately, the, the next day I called my attorney and said, okay, here's what I put together, blah, blah, blah. This is proprietary to us. Can we do something with this? And he's like, ah, you know, for what we'd have to do for this. And like, you probably want to put it in an app. And I'm like, all right. So I talked to the developers. And I'm like, can we put this in an app real quick and make it something simple? Well, it was just like, okay, we're going to have to put X amount, 80, 100 hours into doing something like this to make this right and make this installable. And then we got to go to the... The store process to have those as developers to be uh, released there. You got to be separate for iOS and separate for Google Play. Um, and it's funny because that same customer came back to us, their HR department, just last week and said, We were approached with this company and they have an app and it does all of these things, <laughs> but it gives us reporting, it gives us this, and it gives reminders. So it had a lot of cool features that we didn't think about or wasn't even requested, you know, 45 days sure. ago. Sure. Um, but somebody already jumped to market on it. How, and I'm thinking now, they have it very templated that it's gonna work for a lot of different businesses. So like for us, when we reopen, if I need to make it feel safe for employees and then customers coming here, what parameters do we have to follow? And how do I as a business owner have to document all of these different steps to maintain you know, a coverage of liability sure. on our end as this changes and ebb and flows? Well, you know, it's tough too because she hasn't given us, our, our governor hasn't given us any any, any site on after this, what she's going to require of businesses if there's going to be requirements so that at least businesses now can start planning before it's like, okay, by the way, you can open tomorrow, but here's the laundry list of shit you got to do before you open. Exactly. You know, if she gave it to us now, then all of us businesses can prepare. Even more so, like what if you have a employee that comes in and they don't feel as comfortable or... They were exposed to another employee was coughing one day, and it might be like I have allergies that are all over the place because it's goddamn weather. Sure. Um, but if I come in and I'm blowing my nose, they all of a sudden take note and say, "Oh my god, you've got you've got um, COVID." Yeah, you've got COVID. You've got leprosy for Christ's sake. You're gonna you're gonna sort of like yeah, you're gonna you're gonna blow that stuff all over inside the air. You need air exchanges. I mean, what are all these things that are gonna have to happen? What type of an investment do you have to make as a business owner to handle right. those things? Right. And is that gonna have customer perception? So we found with another company, a business that's in the transportation environment, uh, in the transportation space, they're getting ready to reopen, but what they've done is they've done photography, professional photography and video showing how their drivers and their staff members are going to be cleaning the cars in between every delivery and all the items they're gonna to be touching. And they even got very specific as like, you know, holding the Clorox container with the wipes very specifically and where all the touch points are on the vehicles and everything else, just so they could display that to people saying, we're already taking steps. Every car you get into is clean. Yeah. I think that pays. And you, you got to be able to do something with that. And they've already seen by re releasing that, competitors are coming and doing the same thing. And sure. we're seeing where mistakes are being made, where they have a guy in a complete hazmat suit with a spray. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell are they spraying <laughs> in this car? Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Or where was that car already? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who was in there before? We had to do a heavy, a heavy washout. <laughs> But anyways, um, thanks for coming down, dude. Thanks for Absolutely. jumping on this. And if anybody wants to check out who Armin is, Armin Direction, it's Direction.com. And you can find out what's your social media. 
candles. Armand Duraction is one, and then Duraction Jewelers. So Duraction, oh. yeah. He's yeah. even on Snapchat? Yeah. He's got filters. And filters and food and other great stuff. Yeah. Watches. Yeah, watches, food, jewelry, the whole thing. Excellent. Thanks. So Love much. it. Thanks so much. <laughs>